This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Clay in Studios, uh, Executive Director of the uh, Decatur Park District, where there's just always stuff going on, um, uh, including uh, outdoor skating, uh, not figure skating or ice skating, but uh, roller skating over the weekend. How did it all go? Um, uh, I saw pictures, saw a lot of posts. People were very happy, a lot of comments. But what was the weekend like? Yeah, it was very exciting to see folks come out. And then they came out in droves. We uh, to, to catch you up, just in case, uh, years and years ago, if you get into the Decatur memory books or look back in history, Fairview Park Pavilion used to be, the big pavilion used to be home for an ice rink. Uh, and people would go out there in their suit and tie and overcoats and, and uh, uh, their ice skates. And, and you guys decided to do a little bit of a throwback without the ice because that's very expensive and a pain. Uh, so you brought back roller skating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the ice equipment is no longer functional, so we thought this would be a nice kind of homage to, to bring back a piece of history and nostalgia to the community. So um, it was neat to see all the young families come out, as well as we actually had quite a few folks who used to work at the ice rink come. Really? Uh, on Friday night, we had a couple who came at 3.30 before we even started skating, and they were there all the way till 8.30 through the end of the event. And they just sat there and watched, and she worked in the concession stand when she was there, so I took her in and showed her you know, what it looked like now, which it's still, a lot of the equipment's still there. Yeah. Uh, countertops and whatnot and then uh we had some of the the ice rink guards who used to be there were there and came and watched and whatnot and so and when did the ice cool. rink close uh 1982 we believe okay yeah we can't find That's a lot of data but it looks like 1982 okay yeah <laughs> that's amazing yeah. uh so everyone had fun everyone had fun it was interesting to see you know some of the youngsters are real little because we don't have a skating rink around here anymore it took them a while to figure it out but once they did they were off and running we've got about 10 of the little uh walkers saw those. that uh, that they can go in front of them with uh, and do we, you remember when we had our newhoff party over at the civic center like you've not seen anything uh like big matt hall on skates with one of those walker things <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there for that. Like John Wayne on a horse. You know, you watch those Western movies and go, that's so unfair to that horse. <laughs> And then what what was cool, um, you know, Saturday we got packed and it was like, okay, there's a lot of people here. What can we do? So we did a time where we had all the kids go to the center of the rink and then we let the adults and the speed skaters go around them for a while. And some of these guys can fly and do the styles and whatnot. Do the hokey pokey. And then we flip flopped it. We had the adults go to the center and had the kids go for a couple Uh, songs. It was cool to spread it out and uh, it's been well received by the community. All right. Well, it looked like a lot of fun. And uh, somebody did the first $500 in skate rentals. Yeah. Dan Hardy sent me a text and said, hey, I'd like to do something for this event because I think it's a great event for the community. And so he covered the first 500 skate rentals last weekend. So uh, folks showed up, weren't aware of that. They just uh, were told at the the gate that, hey, uh, Dan Hardy paid for your skates. And uh, we burned through those Friday and Saturday. I think by Saturday night, we had gone through 500 skate rentals. So, And it was um, shocking to me, too, how many folks still had their own roller skates and brought their own roller skates, like nice skates. Skates, skates so, or blades, both. Yeah, both. lots, lots of real um, um, expensive skates. Uh, the four wheel quad skates I saw. So yeah, it was very cool. All right, I look like everyone's having fun. Uh, all right, so walk me through. Um, is there one boat race or two boat races now? So there are two boat races okay. this year. We've got the the boat race that the Park District is sponsoring is coming up June 8th and 9th, and that is the big boats that everyone will remember from Summer Start. Uh, so that's part of the American Power Boat Association, uh, and they will be um, <clears throat> returning to Decatur on June 8th and 9th. And we just found out here about... Uh, 
about a week ago, that we've been accepted to host the 2004 Eastern Divisional title races, which that means, um, you know, that they, between the Mississippi River, you've got the Eastern, the Western, and, the, and then the Nationals. And Decatur, because everyone loved the Decatur race and the course layout in the lake, even though this is our first year bringing it back, they've selected us to be the divisional title series. So that's really cool. So we've already got teams from California, Washington, Michigan, Indiana, all the way to Canada coming for the races here in Decatur on June 8th and 9th. And what's the prize money for this stuff these days? You, you know, really, these guys are more in the recreational business. Of they're, they're the guys who are the weekend warriors who do this and whatnot. And so they're really... So it's not the same as before. No, it's not. There will be a prize bonus, which we are still figuring out, but it's probably going to be in the neighborhood of um, 20000 but that's based on sponsorships. But then each boat gets a what they call a tow fee to come. And so it covers their hotel costs and their fuel and things like that. You know, just a couple hundred dollars to get them here. Now, if they're coming from all over, that's going to be a little bit different. But we're going to do what we can with a tow fee to make it worth their time to come here. I, I just think, you know, the, the lesson learned in the other one is, you, you know, uh, and, and people still to this day don't understand, you know, why it, it just couldn't work, is that they were upward of, you know, over $100,000 in asking for prize money. And yeah. there's just, you don't charge admission, and then you don't, you know, and then if the wind blows, they can't be out on the lake. I mean, you know, and you got to pay the money whether they race or they don't race. So it's like with you with the Devon, it's like, you know, the math just couldn't work. So then the, the crew that was involved put Summer Start around it to try to make the money, and then that just turned into, it, it was... It just couldn't succeed. If you can get these guys here and, and, and afford to pay what they need to have paid to get here, not have all that money wrapped up in it. It's great. Yeah, and we actually got an engineering firm involved, and they've taken a look at the course layout. And then uh, um, I believe Sean also had the meteorologist involved, and they looked at kind of where the winds come in on the lake. And they're shifting the course just a little bit further down the basin towards the Devon in hopes that, that the winds are actually – um, a little bit calmer down there, yeah. and it'll be easier to race. So, um, and that's as big a deal. I mean, you, you know, Memorial Day always had rain, but but I just remember wind being the biggest factor right. about whether yes. they could go or not. Absolutely, wind's a big deal. Yeah. So we're keeping it simple. We are going to have some art vendors and whatnot down there, similar to what we had for Lake Fest last year. Um, but other than that, it'll be food trucks and then you know a few other little activities. But we're not going the the kind of full scale summer start uh, as they did. Massive arrest time. at yeah. the end of the night. Don't <laughs> want that. We definitely don't want that, and we won't be going into the night. We'll be stopping, I think, at 5 or 6 o'clock is when the, smart. When the event ends. Yep. Very smart. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get it on the calendar. Uh, the Park District Job Fair is coming up in just a, a number of days, February 16th. Yep. This is a huge event. We started a couple years ago. Our staff brainstormed this, and uh, we have it on a Friday night from 3 to 6 o'clock. So kids can come right over from school, high school kids, and uh, um, we help them through every step of the process. And, and for me, um, the first year we did this, it was shocking to see the kids sit down at the table and look at the application and just the paranoia in their eyes of how in the world do I begin to even fill this out? And then they'd be on the phone with mom and dad and what do I put here and what do I put here? So we actually had a team now that sits at the tables with the kids, helps them step through the application. So it's a great way for not only high school kids, but everyone, anybody who's interested in the seasonal job can come out the, to the disc on Friday, February 16th, again, 3 to 6 p.m. And that's for all the park district whether that's the devon the zoo splash cove the ice cream shop all of our facilities our maintenance teams even our airport everybody's 
for seasonal employees. And that, that big event is going to be on Friday, February 16th from 3 to 6 at the disc. Okay, so you just walk in and go down to your right. Yep, yep. We'll take you all the way down to the auxiliary gym. We'll have guides to guide you all the an application packet. Um, there will be the room set up with tables all the way around, and every single department from the park district will be represented there. And you can walk go around me. and talk and figure out you know where, where you fit best. All right, walk me through some of those job opportunities. Yeah, so obviously Splash Cove is a big one. We need, uh, on average, about 100, 120 lifeguards to be fully staffed with all the rotations and whatnot. You've got the, the Devon, whether that's guest services or concessions or backstage work. You've got uh, mowing jobs at our parks and our golf courses um, you know if you're a retired gentleman who likes the golf that could be a great opportunity for you to to get a job mowing the golf course in the morning you can get free golf in the afternoon type thing so do you need um, rangers do you still have rangers we have a few rangers in the late afternoon we still don't have them in the mornings um, we found that that works okay but uh, in the afternoon when some of the younger guys come out and want to have a party and, and tie one on we, we have rangers to help keep them so all right this is an interesting life. conversation <laughs> to me I, let, let's go to this for a minute <laughs> so uh nick do you know what a ranger Ranger is? I don't think so. Okay. I just say it's it's kind of an old school thing. Um, and retired guys here in Decatur would get those jobs and hold on to them forever because they oh, could yeah. play free golf, right? Yep. And their job was to keep the course moving, etiquette, you know, whatever it might be. If you're slowing everybody down because you're playing too slow, the Ranger was supposed to, you know, be kind of the bad guy for you and go speed up the team that was keeping everybody. Uh, uh, so <laughs> now golf is very different than golf used to be. So what does the ranger actually do? So, uh, like I said, we have rangers in the afternoons and we'll get some folks who come out at three or four o'clock and try to get a couple, uh, you know, at least get 18 holes or nine holes in uh, as we head towards the evening hours. And, you know, once it's night, your, your chances of consuming alcohol are a little higher probably. And, uh, sometimes we get some guys who get a little adventurous and so the rangers help keep them in line. And uh, as well as just keep keep an eye on the course. Right? What There's does adventurous look like on a golf course? I'm just yeah. you seem to be kind of like <sighs> like um, jumping things with golf carts. Ah, uh, guilty. You know, riding on top of the golf carts. Uh, it's not frequent, but it just happens on occasion. So. so this isn't this isn't some sort of old school etiquette thing. This is safety. Thing. Yeah, this is safety. I mean, the pros are in the shops, right? So you don't truly know what's going on out of the course. So it's always nice to have once the maintenance guys are off the course and they're not doing their daily work, they're kind of the eyes during the day. Then you bring in a ranger three or four o'clock and they kind of ride out the rest of the evening. So. That's interesting. But it is neat that we are getting more guys out there, and we want them to have fun, right? We just don't want it to be chaotic fun. <laughs> I got so, it. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Uh, February 17th, right at the job fair, Love Stinks Trivia, Scoville Park West Banquet Facility. Yep, we've just got a couple spots left. Again, these trivia nights are always a great uh, just fun time with our arts team. So uh, they go over the top with everything they do. And so uh, this, this is a uh, centered around love stinks with uh, with Valentine's Day coming up and whatnot. So uh, it's out at the Scoville Park Banquet Facility. Doors open at 5 o'clock. Dinner's at 530. Uh, those dinner includes uh, Papa Murphy's pizzas, desserts, and drinks. Uh, there is an additional charge for dinner. Um, but the uh, the fee to just register a team for trivia is $200. And if you want a meal, it's an extra 50 bucks. Um, again, we just got a couple left. But there's always great prizes with this. Um, there's, there's lots of entertainment from our arts staff and whatnot. So you can call the park office. We'll get you in touch with uh who who is organizing that with megan dickerson her team at the arts uh, group over there but uh trivia night always fun always just a great time out at scoville so all right 
uh, once again, oh, the mummies are yeah. uh, March four or second. I'm sorry, that's going to be here before we know it. I felt like not all long ago that felt like a little yeah. ways down the road, but it's right here. Mummies at the disc. First time you've ever had a concert there. Yeah, so we're trying this out. Uh, mummies, uh, very popular here in Decatur again. Um, you know, there's all kinds of rumors of who these guys are, if they're Nashville studio musicians, whatnot. But uh, they always bring a fun show to Decatur. So on Saturday, March second, that is the same day as the Polar Punch, by the way. So you can plunge in the morning, come to the Mummies in the evening. Uh, the show will start at 7 p.m. General uh, admission tickets are just 30 bucks. We've got some VIP boxes available. If folks are interested in that. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun time to just try out a concert at the disc. And uh, kind of we're, we're looking at this as kind of kicking off the Devon season, right? We're bringing the Devon indoors a little bit and uh, just going to have a fun time with the mummies. And then we have a really fun, uh, exciting concert announcement coming up uh, here on July 12th. We're going to have Neil McCoy with Alex Miller at the Devon. Uh, Neil's released over 15 studio albums. He's an older, uh, old-school country guy. Um, broke through with No Doubt in 1993. Uh, he's been on 17 U.S. No Doubt years. the song, not No Doubt the group. Correct. I'll go clean that up for you here. <laughs> so not, Gwen Stefani's not coming to the Devon. No, no. But uh, he's been on 17 USO tours around the world. He, uh, received numerous awards through the Academy. Academy of Country Music. Um, and then Alex Miller was a standout on American Idol in season 19 in 2021. Um, he's, you know, secured management, signed in Nashville, has hits uh, like I'm So Over You, So Get Over Girl, and I Know a Guy. So don't know this guy. But, so uh, uncomfortable for yeah, you right now. No. What? Because I just... <laughs> I don't know that guy. I'm not. I'm not. I don't watch American I, I, Idol, but there are definitely people out there who do, and they know who I, Alex I, Miller I is. Get that. I just. Uh, I'm just feeling awkward right now. Um, so uh, uh, go to DevonAmphitheater.com, uh, and I, I look at uh, July. Looks pretty full, yeah. right? June looks like it's still got a little ways to go. Yep. Uh, I don't know what August looks like. How are you? Just overall, year to year, just you know. Yeah. Amount of shows. This is a daily conversation between Jamie Gower, Dustin Bradshaw, the amphitheater manager, and I. You know, this year is proving tougher with artists. They are uh, charging just astronomical dollars. Bands that we would have paid sixty or seventy thousand dollars to uh, within the last couple of years have jumped to ninety to hundred thousand dollars. And some of the the groups that we're looking at are just just crazy uh, prices. So we're probably gonna have to dip our toes in the water and see how far um, you know the community is willing to support. When well, you know, I the think the price that, it's higher. Yeah, yeah. I, I look you, you, it, that either works or it doesn't. And right. you know, I, I mean, the, the, there is a certain level of general public that has always wanted everything and not want to pay anything yeah. for it. And you just, that, it doesn't work. Right. It's, we saw it with Decatur Celebration. You know, you can bring in large artists. Again, those artists were costing um, thousands and thousands of dollars. But when it's a free event, it's really hard. So, well, and the problem with that, too, is that, you, you know, if you go see the big stage, uh, you, you know, at El Dorado, nobody left. So right. we're not buying any beer. They're not doing, I mean, because everybody's crammed in there to get their spot to see the big act. Yep. And there's no revenue, and then everybody leaves. Yep. And so the other thing is, we put in offers back in October, November, even um, some in, in December that we're still waiting to hear back because the artists are trying to do their, you know, kind of um, um, keystone cities, whether it's St. Louis, Indianapolis, Chicago, and then our smaller venues like the Devon get filled in between those. And it just seems like the artists are taking longer this year to firm up their summer schedules. So we have probably another dozen offers that are out. Okay. So, there, that's so a, I guess my point was there's still stuff. stuff. And we always have to remember there's stuff that falls in our lap in March and April. April sure. from from um, or, or routing dates June, and yeah. nation things like that. So yeah, there'll be lots of lots of stuff still to be rolled out. Just asking for like season ticket holders Absolutely. and stuff for you know curious. Um, and, and then what about construction? 
It's going well. Uh, they're going to be pouring concrete on the, the floors uh, this week, I think today, tomorrow, and then uh, the roof starts going on next week for the um, concession sand addition with the extra bathrooms. And then we are also going to rework the main gate area a little bit to add some additional room on the concourse area and kind of spread people out a little more so it's not so congested there. So that work will be going on too. So uh, O'Shea's told us it'll be done by May 4th, which is our deadline. So they're going. That's great. Yep. And so we need good weather to continue like this. So. Hey, look, we need good weather to continue like this <laughs> for everyone's sake, uh, but for you guys, for sure. For uh, And that's going to be just... We'll just enhance the experience for everybody exactly. there. All right. Well, that's good stuff. Uh, all right. So a uh, lot to cover here today. A lot going on. Uh, you can go buy tickets at devonamphitheater.com. I didn't realize there's a Tom Petty tribute. I mean, I, I guess I missed that. Uh, Southern Accents in September. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a new one this year. I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Uh, the country guys, I, I always feel like I'm inadequate in helping you present them because I don't know anything about it. I just, it's just the old school country guys are harder for me than new school country. I tend to know more of, but, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, excited. They all have them. like, they're all Luke something. <laughs> They've all got so many hits. And they do. Blah, 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 People blah, blah, love it. Yeah. People love it. I just wish I could be, I, I don't, it's just not my thing. I, I don't, <laughs> I can't uh, old school. I'd go Johnny cash. You bring, yeah. bring like, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, all right, we've got a lot. And uh, when are your opening dates? Uh, uh, what, what, when does the Devon actually open? So the first show at the Devon, I is believe, in May. is in May. It's, I think, right before May 31st. Yep, yep. Um, Sister so Hazel that. with Deep Blue something, okay? Mm -hmm. And then the uh, Splash Cove will be Memorial Day weekend. Splash Cove will be Memorial Day weekend. The zoo will be the last uh, weekend in March. Uh, the zoo will open. Uh, and, and then Overlook opens about the same time. All right, what about golf courses? Is that just sort of as yeah, whatever happens? Well, I mean, Red Tail's open now. We've been playing rounds the last three days out there. Um, we were pumping water on Saturday on the golf course to get a down on hole number one, but they got it open by 11 o'clock. And so uh, guys have been playing out there. Yesterday they probably had uh, 30, 40 golfers when I stopped by in the afternoon. So. Yeah, well, you know, get 50 Great degrees day. in the February. Yep. That's, yep. Uh, that's all for it. Clay, thank you for uh, the work that you do and all your staff uh, for bringing us all the fun and recreation. We appreciate it. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.